0: I'm Elise. And I'm Lizzie. And you're listening to Cool Moms Podcast.
1: Are we on the air?
0: Hey, y'all. Hey, (laughs) y'all. Welcome back to Cool Moms. Thanks for joining us on another episode. This is episode uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. Yes. Oh, no. it? oh, damn, it's oh,
1: eight. Oh. It's
0: eight. It took way longer to get there than I thought that it yeah. was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Try English next time. Okay, we're on episode eight. Um, and Lizzie, how are you? How you feeling? I'm good. Yeah, what was going on with you this week? Mm, besides
1: my nosebleeds, we'll get to that. <laughs> <Gross>. um, <laughs> have you been getting nosebleeds? Damn. Um this week in motherhood, we got good news. Remember last time, on last episode, Um, hold on. So I have, I've been putting some, um, tissue in my shoes. because. <laughs> they're, I'm they're like, like, why is she saying hold on? Because they're a little baggy and the tissue came out of place. So now it's like on the back of my foot. Um, so
0: remember last week. <laughs> There's so many you, things I want to say to you. Gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> keep your shoes on anyways <laughs> i'm not gonna judge you because my pants are so tight my vagina is like about to fight me i, I had that
1: i, I, I uh, talked to you about that that time you're sitting on a train and like yeah. i'm just moving and squirming in a seat because the seam of the jeans are just pressing on my vagina and it's,
0: it hurts it, it hurts does. so we're both having a moment i'm sorry okay go ahead you yes. had an awesome week. i had an awesome week
1: i mean i'm a little kind of uh, jump in the gun here because it's only been three days, but remember the last time how I made this whole big deal about how I'm getting no sleep, how I pay for sleep? Guess who got real sleep? Lizzie did, Lizzie did, Lizzie did, <laughs> Lizzie did, Lizzie did, Lizzie did, Lizzie did. <laughs> okay. What did you do? So, I tried the Ferber Method. Mm-hmm. And you know the doctor re- recommended that. Tell us what that means. The Ferber Method is Dr. Ferber, whatever his name is, Dr. Ferber.
2: I'm in sure
0: 1985. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure his name is Ferber.
1: 1985, Dr. Berber came out with this idea of allowing your baby to self-soothe themselves to sleep. So basically drop the habits of you rocking them to sleep, drop the habits of you feeding them before bed, drop the habits. of Anything you used to do for them to put them to sleep, you have to kind of start over and allow them to find comfort within themselves and put their little asses to sleep on their own. And that means you're going to cry your ass out. So, as scary as that sounds, because who can listen to a crying baby? Like, I can't cry for five minutes. Can you cry for five minutes? Like, screaming? Can you go... I don't mm-hmm. scream.
0: I, I mean, no. I would have hurts. a headache.
1: Yeah. Like, last week, I screamed at somebody for two minutes through the walls. <laughs> which i am I bring that up too. We remember. Through the walls. And I lost my voice for four entire days. I couldn't speak. It was very hoarse. Um. So, <laughs> can you imagine... A baby's crying for an hour. No. Okay, exactly. So we did it. We had to check in like first day one, check in, like kind of check in on her, make sure she's still alive. Five minutes and come back after five minutes, check in for another five minutes, whatever. This is like intervals. Like Five ten. minutes, 10, 10, mm-hmm. 10, and then thereafter 10. And then day three, whatever, 10, 5, 7, 13, whatever the case may be. So day one, she cried for nonstop an hour.
0: Scream. Uh, Iram is about Scream,
1: it. Scream. Like yelling. And then her voice went hoarse the next day. And I was like, Child abuse? Sure. But hey. <laughs> hey <laughs> listen. Your sleep, me sleep over your voice. Yeah, I'm gonna have to choose my sleep. I'm dreadline. Day two and she went to sleep. And when she went to sleep, she didn't wake up until ten hours. So she's I was like, like mm-hmm. I have
0: exhausted myself.
1: I was like, Okay. Day two. She cried for uh, 30 minutes. I was like, all right, getting lower. Day three, though. Day three, though. Ten minutes. Wow. cried for ten minutes. I said, no. She was like, they're serious. <laughs> yeah. She goes, all right, I'll get y'all. i get y'all. Yesterday, she cried for eight minutes, but when I put her down, I was like, Akeem was like, it's 8.30. It's past 8.30. It's 8.40. She's supposed to be in bed. I was like, but I want to read to her. Put her down. I'm like, don't tell me to do my baby. <laughs> but I didn't read to her anyway. And I put it down. I dropped it like a tie, and I ran out because was like, "You can't be in the room because she knows how to get you," and she knows like she she knows if I'm in the room, then she's not giving up a fight. So he left her. I left the room. Kim laid it down, looked at her, walked out. Eight minutes, homegirl, knocked out. Seven o'clock, I left the house. Seven six thirty, I left the house. Crip, did the Spiderman walking around my house because you cannot walk in my house without the creaking, and she'll wake up. That's the next step. That's the next training. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I told the king that he cannot, he can't pull the shower curtains because she wakes up from the shower curtain ring. Da. It's like you can't. You got to go. <laughs> like you got to drag the shower Stop. curtains
0: Stop You it, guys are punks. Oh uh, no. Nice. <laughs> <So>, okay. <whatever. laughs> let it be what it is. Let it. Let it be what it is. This is a glimpse into the future. Yeah,
1: but actually, so uh, okay. Anyway, so yeah, it's been. I've been getting ten solid hours of sleep. Life is good. I like Are you again. having a hard time
0: going to sleep? Or are you like Mm-mm. down and out?
1: Mm-mm. I'm down and out. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't know. Keem sends me a few funny links that he's seen on World Star. <laughs>
0: right. And then <laughs> we fall asleep. Whatever. I have been, um, it's been a mixed week of highs and lows. So it was my birthday. birthday. Oh, yes. Thank you. I'm 30. Yes, yeah, real cute, I'm an 30. adult. Welcome.
1: Thanks. Welcome as if I'm in there. So good.
0: <laughs> You'll be here one day. Okay. Lizzie's twenty three. You guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sure. Sure. That's why no one takes me seriously. I was like, "Oh, that's why
0: you argue like that's that." That's it. No, it all makes sense. But still stuck in high school. <laughs> so, um, to celebrate my birthday, my friends and I took a trip upstate. Um, my best friends came in town. Oh, best friends. Yeah, we drove upstate. Our three-hour drive took five hours. We got to the whatever. You drove? It, did I personally Did drive? you personally drive? No, I don't even have a license. It's okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know she offered to drive my car the other day. I was like, do I drive And that?
0: you also were going to let me. I was, and I am. Yeah, I'm a, I am think I'm a good driver. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to let you drive. Next time we're in a car, I going to let you if drive you can drive, week. I can definitely drive. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so we made it upstate. We got to the house, and uh, the plan was just to, like, chill out, do some shrooms, ride some horses eat the end right mm-hmm. that's all i ever really want to do i'm mm-hmm. not complicated so it rains. So we couldn't ride horses Mm-mm. but excuse me we did uh it was just a, like a really cute girl's time the house was kind of creepy was it yeah like getting which i was really into because i love halloween I love October. I love spooky shit. I was kind of hoping the house was haunted. But then like when it came time to go to sleep, I slept with the door open. I was like, oh, I'm actually creeped out. Um, you sleep with the door open? I don't, but I did. Oh, I can't do we that. We were across I'm the way from a cemetery. <laughs> hmm. So it made me feel better because other people were in the house. It like got too dark in the room. Cemetery? Thought, Wait, what is <laughs> going on here? Really trying to get into the spirit of Halloween. Which rooms? Yeah. But you know, it was, yeah,
1: there were ghosts running through those rooms. <laughs> Probably, I
0: said there were spirits in the front
1: room, Mm-mm. but we built a fire and
0: everything, and I was so impressed with my friend Michelle, who on shrooms built a fire and kept it going. It's hard; All you can build day. it, but it's hard. No, she get... was incredible. She FaceTimed her dad and everything. We had it. She's from Maine. No, she's from South Carolina. She's what Charleston? They don't need fires there. <laughs> she that... actually said it would be like fifty degrees, and Dad be like, "Time to build a fire." Her dad's like obsessed with fires. Anyways, we had a really amazing time. Bomb ass cake. We all cooked, drank a bunch, got dressed up. Oh my god. Let me rewind. This cake. This cake is the best cake I've ever had in my life. And I am a sweet tooth fanatic, my friend Christina Coleman. Oh Christy, hey yes. girl. Yes. At Meatless Some Days, Mondays. Meatless Some days. I'm sorry, Christina. Shit. <laughs> Damn. anyways her mm-hmm. cake was amazing she was so sweet she couldn't come because she had to work but she did bake the cake and sent it
1: you have real friends
0: right and that's that was kind of like at the end of the weekend that was <laughs> as l takes her sip <laughs> hello everyone our producer extraordinaire l clay also was there and drove us and was amazing wow L. yeah your heart is so green Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes sometimes so, but let me tell you how mm-hmm. I was just like, this is thirty because it was amazing. We got dressed up; it was cute. But then, one person got the runs because of the shrooms. <laughs> 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 so throughout the whole shrooms trip, she was just oh, shitting. God. She was constantly <laughs> shitting. The <had> <laughs> <on crates. laughs> Amazing. Ooh. Then, ooh. <laughs> so then we finally like we come down from the shrooms. We have a great dinner. Is <laughs> nighttime. i wake up at like five something in the morning and it's a lot of people like up and moving i was like what is everyone doing l walks by the room and she's like naima has to go to the hospital no (laughs) oh did you hit the shrooms Uh, no no l was sober sadly the whole time (laughs) (laughs) so yeah naima ends up having an asthma attack oh no the nearest hospital is 30 minutes away <laughs> no! i'm like what what is this so I get up because I'm, I'm like you know she shouldn't have to go by herself like let's get up we'll go to the hospital where's your pump where thank you key question you naima, play too much you with asthma that is this severe need to be traveling with a pump <laughs> you uh, smoke <laughs> actually no naima didn't smoke oh, she naima didn't know. Did. okay no she did do the shrimp and so was it a panic attack or asthma no it was asthma because she had been coughing and wheezing for a while and then it it built up to the point where it was like hey I have to go to the hospital (laughs) who she tapped first don't wake me up oh (laughs) Oh. because their rooms were connected and so finally Elle was like do you need Benadryl or something she's like oh am I loud she's (laughs) like yeah girl you're wheezing what's up she's like I think I have to go to the hospital let me tell you about how God's spirit the universe was helping us we're now all up. It was a spirit. At five something in the morning. My friend Kimmy is like rummaging around. We're like getting ready to go to the hospital. And she's like, guys, guess what I found? A brand new inhaler. Wow. Why do you not? In that a was desk. an angel ghost. See? Get the Drop inhaler. That. All is well. Let's fast forward to the Airbnb review. <laughs> 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 um, my friend sent us a screenshot of the airbnb review and the woman's like they totally disrespected my house they didn't leave the towels in the bathroom like i asked i was like really we also paid a cleaning fee we wash all the dishes like we're not trifling people we left the house nice she was like they left a book and the living room was supposed to be in the bathroom a book but then get this she was like and they took my inhaler oh <laughs> and i'm just like i get it i get it be upset but also if someone took an inhaler they probably needed, needed it. it
1: but you gotta get people the inhaler back
0: and so you're right that's where we messed up because naima took the inhaler with her <laughs> so now somebody else gonna die up there exactly so i get her i get her frustration but she left a nasty airbnb review wait but who's who's the michelle who I'm oh, sorry, no, michelle. i'm sorry michelle, michelle. It's fine. Michelle also left a review on her. So, you know, whatever. What, what you gonna say? We're review battling at this point. What she gonna say? <laughs> that was, I don't know what she said, but that's what happened. Now I'm back. My mom also stayed with Sargent, which was super cute. She was hey, so mama. hyped to spend time. Hey, Lola. Hey, mama. And uh, now we're getting ready for, oh, before I think get to Halloween. This is where, like, I was annoyed with my week. So as freelancers, as creatives, <clears throat> you know, we get this, like, Carrot dangled in front of us, of like, "Hey, we love your work. We love you. We want to partner with you. Here's a ten thousand dollar budget. Make this thing. Show up one day and do the thing." Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was counting on this gig. Right. We had gotten to the point where I had done three drafts. They picked an option. They were like, "Love it. Let's do it. We're going to send you over the paperwork, the contract." The next, so you know, at that point, you've spent the money. Mm -hmm. You're like, "Great. I'm doing X, Y, and Z." You bought your couch. (laughs) Totally. You know, the next email was like, so sorry. Change of plans. You can't do Not that doing. to freelance artists. Like, you cannot. Do, like, this wasn't a thousand dollar gig, although I still would have been disappointed. <gasps> Racks. Like cha-ching. You I was ready. You take that from me. You cannot wave that much money in my face and just say, oh, I'm sorry. So I was like in such a funk on Monday. I was feeling so disappointed. I was like, this is why I'm tired of my work and my art being monetized in this way to where now I feel disappointed about mm-hmm. the effort. Like it just, it took away a lot of times the joy that I feel when I make work. Trust. Trust. I, I, I'm like annoyed with my manager. It's not her fault. I'm sorry, Audrey. I love you. But I was like, ah, why'd you give me this bad news? <laughs> so it really had me thinking about uh, coming into my own and knowing the things that really bring me joy and how I want to make money doing those mm-hmm. things and the things that I just want to do for myself. This is your livelihood. Yeah. So you take it very personally. Absolutely. I'm like, these were my ideas. I spent time and energy like making art. I made three pieces of art for you. Oh. So what are supposed to do with that art now? Look at it. <laughs> Put it in a trash can like, on no, my desktop. No. Be mad. I mean I'm not gonna use it. It's not like it's, it was not relevant to Yeah, what you it was have. commercial work whatever so i was disappointed but it also led me to remembering like what it is that i love to do and i really had to think about like what are the things that bring you joy how would you want to spend your days and i was like i really love doing this podcast like Same. yeah like Same. this this makes me so it doesn't matter what kind of day i've had i i look forward to coming here and like talking to a new person and us catching up and i Looking just at l's face right judgment mm. typically so she loves us, but she'd
1: be trying that so hard to have us eat that way. No. It's corny, it's played this actually. It's so corny, <laughs> it's played. But let's talk about who we have here today. Yes, we got a mama here. We got a mama. I like to chat. <laughs> we got a mama. Today, we have guest, amazing artist Maya Ruth Lee.
0: Yes, Maya Ruth Lee, Hi. who is a visual artist and activist, I'd like to say, because I feel like the uh, art advocacy work that you do is a form of activism Thank with you. the youth. Yes. Thank you. Also, Maya has three names that she goes by. And I kept thinking about Vivica A. Fox. Mm. <laughs> right? Like the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Right. So why Maya Ruth Lee?
2: So. My parents are Korean, so my Korean name is actually totally something different. Young say Lim, it, Young Lim Lee, Young Lim Lee. You better yeah. hold that. <laughs> and I wish I would have gone by Young Lim Lee, mm-hmm. but uh, what uh, Korean parents typically do when they immigrate to you know a Western culture, they give them um, English names. Mm-hmm. So Alicia, they, yeah. So they gave me they gave me Ruth. Okay. So Ruth was my name for like the first 16 years of my, seven, 18 years of my life. Mm. And then, uh, but I never really connected to that name. I didn't really feel like that was me. Yeah. Um, so when I left the country, which was Nepal, that's where I grew up, um, I kind of just adopted Maya. Because Maya is a very typical Nepali name, and it means my, uh, Maya means love, mm-hmm. and so I didn't want to get rid of Ruth because that was a part of my identity. So I kind of squeezed that into my name as a middle name.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm.
1: So I Maya like Ruth Lee
2: became an adopted name, I guess. And then now, family calls you. My parents call me Young Lim still.
1: Nice. Which I love about parents, is like from different countries. They really they like, yeah, you're this outside of this home, but you're always gonna be. Exactly. And I really love that Mm -hmm.
2: name. It's it's a beautiful name, I think.
1: It is.
0: You grew up in Nepal. Yes. I know your parents were missionaries. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about what that means and then like what your experience was like growing up with that kind of religious background too?
2: Well, so my parents were technically Bible translators, meaning that they're, you know, technically linguists. So they took the Bible and translated it into this one particular language, the Sherpa language. Hmm. They're very famous for, you know, trekking and, you know, kind of living in the mountain mountain areas of the Himalayas. Um, they translated the Bible into their language, which took them about almost two decades. What? Wow. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like two years. I thought you were going to say two hours. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's how long it took. Wow. Um, Mainly the reason being that their language was originally, you know, when we went to Nepal, it was an oral language. So they didn't have an alphabet system Mm. set in place. So the first decade they had to work with, you know, a number of other linguists and also, you know, the community to, you know, pretty much build this alphabet out in order to translate the Bible. Where were you at that point in life when you were doing that? Were you born? I was already born. Uh, <clears throat> I was five when we moved to Nepal. So I spent my entire childhood there. And in the mountains, too, because we lived in Kathmandu, which is the capital of Nepal. Mm-hmm. And because of their work they did, we had to kind of trek into these regions, which would take weeks to get into. You mm-hmm. could also fly and trek, but... You know, walking into these village would, would literally take two weeks. So, you know, three months out of the year would be in the villages. While my parents mm. did the work, I would just, like, hang out with animals. And- <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, were you able, were you old enough to
1: comprehend the work that your parents were doing?
2: Uh, no, I had no idea what they did. You know. What were you doing? I was just... What, I, what, what was I doing? Were you in yeah. school? I w- yeah, I was in school. So I started kindergarten when we got to Nepal. And I was just, you know, being a kid, you know, and just trying to figure out like how to speak English at the time because oh. I only spoke Korean.
1: Um, <laughs> did you learn multiple languages because of your parents? Yes. English?
2: So Korean and English are very similar. I'm fluent in both. And uh, Nepali I picked up just from living there. Um, but I'm illiterate. I actually can't read the Nepali alphabet, but I I can hear, I can speak, yeah, phonetically understand, yeah, exactly. I can mm. communicate. Wow, m- no problem. But I, I just don't know how to read normal. and write.
0: Yeah, do you, are you that with EBO? Duh. <laughs> or no, <laughs> I,
1: I know the curse words. Oh my god, I know when I'm being insulted, <laughs> and I. It's know important. When I'm, yeah, it's
2: important. Those are it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. But. My, my baby's going to be different. We had, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But languages so, are hard unless you are really immersed in the culture and speaking it every it. single day. Something children absorb it. Something yeah. that I really admire about Nepali culture
0: is the art and kind of like the folk art. I know there's like a huge emphasis on pottery. Yeah. And so I'm just really um interested in like, were you interested in art as a child and how did... um.
2: Nepali art if at all impact how you approach work well you were asking earlier about my religious background mm-hmm. so my parents being extremely Christian um, you know uh, they were very dedicated to their job and it was their calling in life mm-hmm. so you know there was no question about like what if it was like that was it mm. you know for me, I wandered a lot as a child and uh, I don't really know why because you know my parents were very influential me. But I think it's because I grew up in such a rich, culturally rich country with so many other influences, mainly being Tibetan, Buddhist Mm -hmm. art, you know, Hindu temples and colors and smells and incense and food and dance. It's really rich culture. So, you know, naturally seeing that growing up, I was extremely attracted to that. And that was my natural surrounding. So, I kind of naturally veered away from Christianity and I was like very into Buddhism. As a child, not really knowing that that was a religion. Like, that right. was, you know, like, n- you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't so much of like my belief system. I was just like more naturally uh, attracted to just like the way of living, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Um, which, you know, caused a lot of friction with my parents, as you can imagine. So, you were vocal about that. I was not vocal about it, but I created a lot of art around it as a kid. So my parents knew that I was very, you know. What like, age are we talking that This you... is like starting from the age of like around 11. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Be so. that
1: self-aware and that open at
2: 11. Yeah, I just remember just being like, there's something, there's, I don't, I don't, you know, there's something sus about what my parents are trying uh-huh. to
1: do. It's a cross Nothing my arms against, in you, know,
2: you know, everyone's entitled to their own beliefs. But, you know, f- personally from like how I was brought up, I was just like not feeling it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I am not feeling this Christianity. I really am, you know, I think.
1: You're being lied to.
2: Yeah, I was just like, you know, I don't really... I just didn't believe in a lot of things they were trying to teach me. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of fundamental things that I do really appreciate, too. But just the everyday thing, I was just like, you know what? I'm really attracted to this more colorful and vibrant beautiful culture. Are you, are you a practicing Buddhist now? I'm not, actually. I'm, I don't really practice anything, to be honest. But uh, I think it's just, you know, the way I approach life. the way i approach people communication family like love i think it's affected me a whole deal um has
1: um have your family has your parents like questioned, like what are you going to do how are you going to raise your child what religion are you going (laughs) to
2: has that come up in conversation oh yeah for sure so my parents still live in nepal and you know, I think moving here to the states. I moved here in 2011.
1: Oh, uh, new. Yeah, very it's fresh.
2: Quite fresh. Yeah. And you know, I moved across like halfway across the con- like the country. Oh, I mean, it's the world. The world. Yeah. The world to, you know, Wait, from my so parents. So it was Nepal then America?
0: Yeah. Damn, what a time to be here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shit. I know. <laughs> like my I know. I'm, learning a, a lot, I'm yeah. learning a lot, guys. I'm learning a lot.
2: but Yeah, you know, I think a part of, I think the subconscious reason behind that was to really, like, be on my own two feet away from my parents. Not that I needed any help from them. I think it's because they were, you know, growing up very much sort of overbearing in in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways.
0: Was it because of religion? Mainly because
2: of religion. And I think I just really needed that physical space Mm -hmm. to really, like, grow and My God, a lot of growth, you know. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what
0: brought you to the States? And then like, yeah, what does this growth look like over Mm -hmm. the past, what's it now, seven years? Like
1: what does 2011 look like versus today?
2: So 2011, I came here with one rolling suitcase, visiting my now husband. Oh, hey, husband. (laughs) (laughs) So Peter Sutherland, who's my husband, uh, father of my child. He and I met in Nepal, uh, in 2010. And uh, long story short, we—I sort of found him on Facebook. Oof. I was in Nepal, yes. and internet I. The <laughs> this is like this is like pre like OK Cupid, pre Instagram, right. yeah, pre Instagram, yeah, yeah totally. definitely pre Instagram. But uh, I just recognized his name, you know, like how you, you know when you. I don't do Facebook anymore, but you know how people you may know kind of pops up, like yep. mutual friends yep. or friends of friends. They get, they recommend, Facebook recommends friends. Facebook. Anyway, so sometimes they Lizzie recommend friends. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. I commend you for least, that. she be
1: like, listen, I'm going to need your bitch ass to post something. You're, I mean, you're saving a lot of time. But I'm on, I'm on Talk Cool Mom's Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, what's she doing? <laughs> Nosey.
2: Um. So, yeah, i his name popped up. I recognized his work, actually, first. I didn't even know what it looked like. and i I knew the work. I had seen his photograph. He's an artist. On the cover of a Korean photography magazine, like two years back. So I was like, "Whoa, this is so serendipitous!" You know. I was like, "What are the chances?" And so I Facebook messaged him. Yeah, this is (laughs) me. (laughs) I'm cute. I am cute. You're in my country. I was feeling it. I was feeling it. I felt. I was just like, "This is this is like, this is something." And so I Facebook messaged him. All I said was like, "Hey, I love your work. If you ever come to Nepal." Let me know. And he was like, I'm booking a <laughs> ticket to Nepal and I'm going to tell
0: her. <laughs> and then <you> he <laughs> finished it off with an eggplant emoji.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Peach. Peach, peach
2: emoji. Right. <laughs> uh, this is like pre-emoji. Hey. You know, pre-iPhone. I did not have an iPhone then. But uh, so he responded immediately. You were right. Yeah, he did. And, you know, he's his background, he's from Colorado, springs which in my mind is like the nepal of america Mm -hmm. mountains Mm -hmm. beautiful it's like a lot of hippies it's like it's gorgeous airy yeah airy high altitude all that stuff so he was like i've always wanted to go to nepal like how can we make this happen and so i was like okay let's do this and you know my nature is i always have always been interested in teaching kids and running workshops and inviting artists and doing all this stuff so I was like, would you like to teach kids photography? And he's like, I'd never done anything like this, this before. Easy. But he was like, I was like, he was like, let's do it. And so I have a lot of friends that work in different, you know, non-government NGOs and you know, with kids, different organizations. And so my friend gathered together ten kids. Five of them were from like the street kids organization where mm-hmm. they like kind of house and foster street kids. Uh, another five kids were from the deaf school. So they were all meeting for the first time. And so I was like, okay, because, you know, half of the children can't hear, we need to also do like a a signing workshop too. Mm. So we did a signing workshop first before he came so they could communicate. And then about five weeks after I reached out to him, he landed in the Kathmandu airport. I went and greeted him and we met for the first time. You went and got your man. <laughs>
0: yeah. So wait, <laughs> when this you were going how you to get the a airport. Man. Li- uh, okay, listen up, women. And she is married, okay? <laughs> Well, if you want something, be direct.
2: I was very direct. I mean, not knowing, obviously, right. not but, knowing. But when you mm-hmm. went to the airport, did you have any sort of inclination, like, oh, absolutely not, wow. because because I was seeing someone at the time. Oh, oh, so you were creeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 it was a long distance relationship, and it was already on the decline, and mm-hmm. was you know it, there was like something that wasn't working out already. But it, really, it was it wasn't really it wasn't one of those like. I wasn't really, like, flagging him or oh, anything. Okay. It wasn't like it that. Wasn't. It wasn't, like, a flirtatious thing at all. I was very, like... Just, I like your work. It was very... Yeah, I was... Art. I was... And, you know, in the emails, I kind of look back on them sometimes because it's so funny. It's, like, very official. Like, we are so thrilled to have you in Nepal. Yes! <laughs> um, yes! Yeah, and Use the children. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love the children. <laughs> yes! So, yeah, it was a very, you know, and, you know, we did the workshop right away, and it was amazing because, you know, when you are in the presence of children, as you know, your guards are down. You're not, like, trying to impress. Mm -hmm. Totally. You have to be honest. You have to be direct. Mm -hmm. You have to be, you know, you have to be very just transparent, or else they're not going to trust you, Mm -hmm. and they're not going to listen to you or respect you. So. Being in the presence of the kids, I think we got to know each other really fast in a short amount, amount of time during the workshop. So I got to know him in his true sort of form as, as he did. Was as it did attractive
1: he. to see him in that form or you weren't even thinking like, oh, it
2: was. I okay. remember, you know, looking at him being like, wow, he's so great with kids mm-hmm. and just being like, what a what a trooper coming all the way here, trusting me. And just going with it. I kind of really respected him for just just doing it. He mm-hmm. was such a doer. And I'm attracted to doers. Me too. You know? Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. same. I, I'm, don't I'm, send me a mood board. No, I don't want to. Do it. Yeah, talkers, not so much. Mm-hmm. I love doers. Mm-hmm. And he was such a doer. And I was so attracted to that. That's beautiful. Definitely. That is.
0: I love that. And then mm-hmm.
2: somewhere in that, mm-hmm.
0: You guys were like, oh, we love each other.
2: Yeah, yes. I think that was a real, like, love spark mm-hmm. that
1: happened. Were you guys then communicating? That was 2010, and then you guys were communicating
2: So, so distance. he he left after the workshop. Yeah. He left, and then there was, like, a huge void, you know? There was a big void, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, there definitely was something. And so we stayed, you know, communicating with each other, and eventually he was just like, you know what? why don't you just come visit New York, check it out. We will, you know, publish the books that the, of the photographs that the kids took oh. and do a launch here. And he was kind of like, he he kept it going, you know. And I was like, doer. He's do a work. doer. Yeah. <laughs> do
0: but you're also yeah.
2: such a doer um,
0: in the research. Uh, you know, obviously you have a background in working with children, and now you do the wide Range Rainbow Project. Yeah, Can Wide, you t- rainbow. yeah. Wide Rainbow. yes. Yeah. Wide Rainbow. Can you tell
2: us about it? So Wide Rainbow is a huge, huge blessing for me because Ashley Gail Harris, who founded Wide Rainbow, it's a nonprofit organization working specifically with you know, uh, underserved communities and connecting them to contemporary artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a brilliant program because so we're in New York, the epicenter of... Contemporary art, one of the epicenters, and there are, you know, so many resources, artists, institutions, you know, galleries, studios, so much going on just in this small city in Brooklyn, you know, in the five boroughs. So her main idea was just to connect the dots Mm -hmm. was, you know, there are all of these communities that we are immersed in that we don't you know we don't really Mm. communicate Mm. with we are we have no no part of so her thing was like okay let's let's connect these dots let's connect these communities with the galleries that they you know that they live next door to um and she invited me on to be the director year two um I've been doing this work for three years now and it's a huge blessing yeah, such I a I round of it.
1: applause moment. It's so important. Totally, yeah, it's, it's really so important.
2: Thank you. It's it's yeah, I feel lucky every day. Mm-hmm. It, because, you know,
0: having also taught in New York City public schools, there is mm-hmm. such a gap. Yes. And the, um, what's accessible, and then what underserved communities think is accessible mm-hmm. to them?
2: Exactly. There
0: are students that have never been inside a museum. Exactly.
2: Yep. It's a huge gap.
0: Don't even know that they can walk into a galley for free.
2: Yeah. Exactly. A
0: theater, musical theater,
1: all of these things. Exactly. So, and this is why I, I get so passionate about this. Like, honestly, guys, everyone listening, if you are not in some way finding a way to connect to the 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 youth. And either whether it's with your talents or anything, I just, I can't respect you. I just, I, I like, I think it's so, especially in these cities and exactly. these marginalized communities where it's just such a dire need to really connect to the, the inner city youth.
2: And, you know, it's easy. It's so, <laughs> so easy so to easy. make these a connections. A conversation. Yeah, it's so easy. A conversation. Easy. I it's was just, just so simple. Yeah, exactly. And I was blown away how easy these connections were were made because, you know, as adults, we feel unwelcomed in galleries. Oh museums, absolutely. You know? It's like a it's a very sterile mm-hmm. can be a very sterile environment. And so for these kids. Of course, yes, mm-hmm. of course. And so for these kids, of course they're gonna feel, you know, excluded or feel uncomfortable or, you know, feel unwelcomed. Mm-hmm. So, um, when we do bring so we do on site workshops in their community centers or their schools. Uh, we also work with the Woman Prison Association and uh red hook rec center soon young women's leadership school in bushwick uh about six organizations now and we're expanding into different neighborhoods as we go um so we bring in the artists to come and do like a real hands-on workshop so Mm. every artist sculptor uh you know a filmmaker you know uh, illustrator, painter, whatever it is, they have their own medium. You know, it's it's a very special talent and technique they have. They bring it in in a very simplified form of two hours. Um, oh. And it's interesting because in the beginning, everyone, you know, explains, kind of makes an introduction of what they do. And it's a humbling experience yeah. for these celebrated artists to talk to middle school girls about what they do. Right. And, a very, and and communicate to them what that In is. Middle school. And, and it and to them reciprocate. Yeah. Listen, if yeah. you know
0: anything about kids, about teaching, education, <laughs> middle school is like the last group of students yep. you want oh, yeah. to be teaching. Yeah, do it. not
1: mess with them. They want yeah. I you used can't to teach middle them. school. I right. had my mm-hmm. might
0: curse me out and tell me her sister was
2: going to come beat me up. Yeah, and my sister would. I it, know. It, yeah. I was like, That's crazy. It's scary. I remember, you know. Uh, teaching a workshop and I was scared of these girls because <laughs> you know yeah because you know they're really hard to impress mm-hmm. and I but I, that's what I love about them they are they are energetic you yeah. know they they're sassy yep but once you get to their heart, you just see how
1: pure and beautiful they are absolutely. and it's like they're that's loyal. all you needed that's all you needed exactly Just to open them up. Yeah. Totally. Because they're just so, some of them, not all, are just so closed in just because of the community that they live in. Of course. Like, you got to fight to
2: survive. Of course. And, you know, this is a safe space that we create. So Mm -hmm. they know coming into the workshops that they can be silly. They can be goofy. Mm -hmm. There's no authority. You know, this is an after-school program, too. So there's no teacher. We are, you know, we're more like listeners or mentors. Mm -hmm. We're not really there to, like, tell them what to do. They can do whatever they want Mm -hmm. or participate or not, you know. So... It's a it's a special it's a special space, and what we also do is we take these girls out to the MoMA Whitney, uh, you know, uh, galleries to not just see the artwork, but to meet with the women. And this is oh, I forgot to mention this is female focused program. Oh yes. yes. So we they meet uh, with the women who are in charge. So the curator, the artist, um, who are in charge to show them that women work in very important spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, there are jobs, like being a cur- curator is a job. Right. What is that? What does yeah, that mean? We had Rujeco
0: here and she was like, so many people
2: don't know what a curator is. I love Rugeko. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> exactly. So it's just really informative in a lot of ways, too. I, um,
0: I'm curious now because you do this advocacy work because you work within the visual arts. Mm-hmm. How did your experience... With in pregnancy because this was like the ding 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 question Mm -hmm. and now raising Nima how has that impacted how you approach your work visual art and advocacy work
2: well priorities right (laughs) priorities totally reshifted now Nima is number one priority Mm -hmm. Uh, and everything else kind of has to just fall in place And it took a minute for me to realize what the priorities were and how it would work or if I could even work and do all these jobs and, you know, run around and like care for others. And, you know, but it's it's sort of like a juggling act. And you guys know how it it goes. And um, the way it's affected my personal work, it's I said this to another friend the other day. It made me more relaxed about it, actually, Hmm. in the sense that I couldn't care. Like, I didn't have the time to really, like, tweak the details and really, like, spend too much time on it. So I had to, like, I had to call it a day. Mm-hmm. When, it's, when, when I had to call it a day, I had to call it a day. Right. Um, and be more, uh, you know, soft on myself. not Be less hard on myself. Because, yeah. you know, when I'm just in my own headspace... I can, I can treat myself pretty badly. (laughs) Don't do that. I had a meditation I talked about
0: and I was like, I spoke to my inner child and they were like, would you treat your seven-year-old Elise self like this? And I was like, no, No. yeah,
2: never. Yeah. I mean, we are like our worst, you know, critics sometimes. And, uh, that kind of lessened just because I don't have time to do it, you know? So, um, it made it somewhat easier in a way just make work and just be okay with it how how old is Nima now Nima just turned one Ooh,
1: yeah, where big. were you paint the picture of what life was like this
2: time last year this time last year when he was born when he was born when he was born, he was born. you know it's it's funny because I feel like everything that happens I realize a step after <laughs> I don't know if that's the way with you too. When no. I'm in it, it's so hectic mm-hmm. that I'm not really thinking about it and then a month goes by I'm like, "Damn, last month I was so depressed."
0: Yes. Do you Absolutely. Get that? Absolutely. I don't realize I'm in it until I come out of it. Exactly. Totally.
2: Cuz it's it's sort of it's all happening at once and you're just like on a daily not a, I don't want to say struggle, but like you're just trying to survive mm-hmm. every day. Um this year this this time last year I think I was having a th- pretty tough time. Yeah. The birth was really difficult. Nemo was not so big. I mean, he was eight pounds, eight ounces, but he was a lot. He was like a long baby. Mm -hmm. He was tall. He had, you know, wide shoulders. It took me a long time to heal. What's a long time? I want to say about like seven months. Yeah. Did you end up having a C-section? No, I had a vaginal birth, but I had a I had a back labor, meaning mm. that he was he was facing upward, looking up, not facing post, down. Posterior, yeah. oh. I
0: know posterior. Is a posterior? Post, yeah, post post yeah, posterior. Yeah, 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 post, yeah. yeah
2: and yeah. <laughs> okay, MD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and I don't know if this is this is too graphic, but I actually do it. Mm-hmm. My That's tailbone bad. fractured during the process. It was it was wow. it was pure torture, actually.
0: Let's and be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, seven months is a good healing time.
2: I yeah, I was I was pretty destroyed. Hmm. Now,
1: and yeah. You have family in the so who I'm sure you're yearning for immediate family at this time.
2: My mom had come into town to feed me the first yes, three mama. Two, yeah, for, for three weeks, which really helped because mm-hmm. I couldn't really get out of bed even. Mm. Um, so that really helped. Uh, but once she was gone, then you're, you know, I was like, we had to just figure it out, you know? Yeah. Um, but I have to say, I just didn't know how to, we, you were talking about self-care. I just didn't even understand what that even meant. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to go about it at all. I was very lost. Mm-hmm. I wish I, someone had just gave me a couple of, you know, tips being like, do this, do this, do this type of exercise, do this, do this, you know, I was just like, kind of just, you know,
0: yeah. Just kind of tr- Are just you the f- deal? Are you the first of your friends to have a child, or one of the first?
2: Uh, one of the first, yeah. One of the first. Uh, um, I have now more mom friends. Mm-hmm. You know, as that happens, as the community grows, and you, you know, pe- moms, moms gather. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> did you feel as, Did
1: you feel as though you were going through this process alone? Did you feel alone during? I
2: did uh moments. Yeah, moments. I did because my I'm an Aquarius and I don't know if you know Aquarius Aquarius I was waiting for yeah, it Yeah <laughs> Aquarius tend to, to tend to I don't know I tend to keep uh these things in a lot. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about them after the fact, but mm-hmm. when I'm going through it, I don't really mm-hmm. I'm it's like hard for me to communicate that sometimes. So I didn't really express that. And I think that's why now in hindsight I'm like, wow, those were some dark times. <laughs> you do it
1: you would do it differently. I'm I sure. would do it differently okay. if I had
2: number 2 if I had another child, I would definitely have another set of protocols. But, yeah, it's—everyone deals with it differently, Great, I guess, definitely. you know?
0: I wow. am—yeah, mm-hmm. like, I'm so—I love hearing birth stories and hearing that honesty about— Because I think especially in motherhood, mm-hmm. you're, like, on— um Cruise control, pilot mode. Totally. You, you got auto. And you, an you no know other way to go. Autopilot. Yeah. You're just doing the things that have to get done and you're not checking in with self like, mm-hmm. hey, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. When's the last time you
2: showered? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> When's the last time you went to the bathroom? Put lotion Absolutely. on your ashy yeah. skin. I was ugly in January and February. Oh, oh were you? I was hideous. And I felt oh. that way
1: and came as like, you're so beautiful. And then I looked back and if I scroll back, I was dry. I looked decrepit and I looked like a
0: reptile. I yeah, didn't look dry true. but I had the I've said this I had the same ugly tan suede leggings on <laughs> God. You know yeah. mm. God. I had, I had one of those. They were micro suede. Just mm. oh. mm. disgusting. It's making me itch. <laughs> but wait, I want to talk about pregnancy fashion really, really fast yeah. because I think a lot of the ways outside of your work that people might recognize you and they you, ew, <laughs> it's from do, the runway. Do, do, do. What's some runway music? You found out i out. No, I'll say yeah. You, yeah. Are, yeah. <laughs> you are you were such an inspiration um because I saw you walk for Ecselata mm-hmm. thank Ecoslata. you yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and I was oh, oh yeah you know how youtube how, how to pronounce it Ecoslata. me and my pronunciation it's
1: okay I mean I'm okay with what it what is that german to
0: be honest <laughs> I thought it was made up tbh but <laughs> anyways you've probably seen Maya because Maya and all her beautiful pregnancy mm-hmm. glory Walk the runway. How far along
2: were you? I was 35 weeks at the time. Mm. I remember that photo. Pretty
0: close. Mm -hmm. I definitely remember that photo. Mm.
1: And I think I remember seeing it when I was pregnant.
0: I was like, oh, this is a new get up. (laughs) Right? Oh, we can do this now? (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're putting us on the runway?
1: Let's explain. It's basically like a thermal, a button up Henley. Yeah. A button up Henley. And then she had the buttons where her belly was popping out. The little pregnancy. Snap
2: snap
0: buttons were just opened
2: around the... Can
0: you talk developed. about how that came about and how you how were you feeling
2: about self when you were pregnancy? I have to say because birthing was traumatic. You know, pregnancy was great, and I know some people struggle through pregnancy. I had a really happy pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Felt really good about myself. Was smiling all the time. My, even my husband, you know, commented every day, "You're you look you look great, pregnant. You look really good." Aww. And you know, I, it felt it felt I felt very myself. I have to say, and I knew that those were my last, like, glorious moments alone. Mm. So I, like, really soaked it up. I did stuff alone. I really tried to make time for friends and, you know, really tried to enjoy my time. So I was already, like, feeling great. And my friend, who actually is the casting director, had just given birth. So, you know, she was, like, you know, my my first mom friend being like, you got this, this is amazing. And then she was like, you know, what how would you feel if I asked you to walk the runway? Mm. And, you know, I was like, "You know what? That sounds fun. Let's do yeah. it." You know, I felt very confident about it. I was like, I don't even need to suck my stomach mm-hmm. in. I can just <laughs> Yes, that's mm-hmm. the best. <laughs> let it hang, let it hang, hang. I can I can just do whatever I want mm-hmm. and all I need to do is walk, you know? Yeah. So I got there. I was there for the fitting. They put that dress on me and everyone I could just see everyone's reaction being like, "Yes." This is the outfit, and I was like, "All right, guys, whatever." Because mm-hmm. I've been looking at my stomach for nine months or eight mm-hmm. months or whatever. So I was like, "Whatever." I yeah, this looks great. And uh, we lined up for the runway, and I remember just being—I was like about to walk out, and the PR director came. She's like, "Just watch out. This is totally going to be a thing." Like, mm-hmm. just and just, was she was like, "Look out for it. it's going to be a thing," and I was like, oh, "What?" And then I just started walking. And I remember walking my first few steps and I heard like,
0: (gasps) (laughs) yeah." I was like,
2: I was like, oh, right. This is really weird. Like, this is not a conventional thing.
1: (laughs) So I was like, fashion
2: runways. You Mm -hmm. don't really
1: think that they can unite. Yeah. So it was really. Go ahead, Maya. It was
2: fun. Yeah. okay. I have to say it was fun. And, you know, it's a good memory. I'm going to share it with Nemo when he's like older just and be like that photo yeah and i'm just gonna be like this is you in the belly you yeah. you like
0: look you, what you were already doing
2: before you got here <laughs> yeah i love that that yeah. was Nima's energy not mine okay you
0: know? yeah maya thank you so much thank you so much for having us for taking the time that was so fun guys i'm glad yeah that was really fun it's such a pleasure to connect with you and if you,
2: hang around yes hang I'm, around because i'm gonna listen to you guys
0: It's that time again, sliding in our DMs.
2: This person
0: is from Brooklyn. She is at Team Brooklyn Babies. Mm -hmm. Hey, girl. And she asks, what does your support system look like? If you have one, do you have family nearby? If not, how do you manage on your own do you have paid help do you have friends and friends might feel like family but i find that it's different when you have kids unless they're actually willing to come over and stay anywhere from two hours to two days depending on what's needed everyone obviously has their own lives too what are our thoughts what does our community look like what does support look like lizzie what does support look like for you um support
1: i was just i think we said this earlier it's like i do have a a nanny
0: but when you say it, it sound like I got money and I don't oh get over it yourself does. it does Lizzie has a live-in Ooh, nanny but it sound like and I got that's, money but let's talk about it. that's real and okay. so let's let go of like how we think it makes us look right. and like the reality of it okay so the reality is
1: um, and the funny thing is kind of the opposite because I cannot afford daycare I cannot afford it <laughs> right. it's very expensive um, and I look at these prices and I look at the mothers and the teen moms who are dropping their kids off I'm sure people who have stipends but I'm sure if on paper, they're gonna be like, "No, but you gotta pay full price," and I can't afford to do it, realistically. Neither nor my husband, we we just can't. So luckily, we got that bad man money. We have Jamaicans in our family. That's <laughs> one half of us is Jamaican, a king. and with that comes this Uber and this abundance of support and this auntie team, auntie team that is willing wow. to fly from Jamaica, take time off, literally take time off of work for six months, wow, and hang out. And live with us, I and want do it, and right? they <gasps> We get. Curry I try goat. to. I try to use Lizzie's nanny sometimes. And she, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow. And That's the support that they did. And in fact, my my dad was in the hospital a month ago, and my nanny went and uh, my my nanny, nanny, Lorraine, a sweetheart, she went and helped out my family, mm, helped out amazing. my like clean the house for them. Yeah, you know, it's like this just weird, this nurturing nurturing ability that I don't know. It's just so beautiful. Not to say that my family. No, my family ain't doing it. I don't know any aunties or uncles in my family who's willing to do that from Nigeria. Yeah. Truth. Truth be told. I don't have that. And Lorraine has to go back next week. So I'm sad. And I was Forever. really sad. She's coming back. She Her visa. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah. um, she just came. A family friend came, hung out with us. Her visa ends. So she's like, you know, I want to come back in this country. So I don't want to overstay my visa. Yeah. Right. So I was like, what are we going to do? And then guess what, guys? What? This morning, we got a phone call from a King's mama. We got another auntie who's coming Stop! the day that she leaves. Stop. I was like, Stop oh, my it. God. What? what is this? <gasps> this is that's a, amazing. Th- that's
2: a jackpot. That's yeah. a jackpot. Yeah.
1: Because honestly, the qu- my mom texted me. She was like, I don't know what you're going to do. And I was like, I don't know what I was going to do. We have to go to work. We have right. bills to pay. Right. But I also don't have, I mean, we would have to put in a daycare across the street, but she's, she's closing at the end of the month. So that wasn't um, a real option. It wasn't a real It wasn't a real option. But now you have the auntie team. Now we have the auntie team. So now it gives me another six months plus, and then I can rotate Lorraine. And yeah, then... six
0: months, you'll figure that out. That's was, plenty of, like, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. ultimately we're not in control of everything and we got to let the universe work. Mm-hmm. And it's working.
2: Mm-hmm. What about you? What do you do?
0: Um, I have an incredible, so, you know, I've said this many times before, my partner and I don't live in the same state. He's here part of the time. Um, but a lot of the time I'm alone and I'm raising Sergeant by myself. So, I have um, an incredible community of friends who have like really stepped up. Ride to die. Right to die. I feel like I must have some, done something good in life mm-hmm. because the women around me are so th- oh, L. damn. <laughs> oh my God. Al is one of them, even though she's a hater. <laughs> but the community of women that I have that surround me and support me and love Sargent so deeply—it um, it really, I could like probably cry about it right now. But I'm, I'm very grateful. It's amazing. Like, I don't yeah. know if you shared the story when you got locked in the bathroom and then Elle, and then the baby was outside. Okay, said, hold on. I'll tell the quick version. Thank you because I was about to cry. So let me like get over oh my, emotions. my gosh, <laughs> you,
1: know, you can cry first. <laughs>
0: um, here's a great example of the type of friends that I have. Sergeant is in the playpen watching Sesame Street. Okay. I go in the bathroom. Lizzie and I are on a very important work call. Right, trying to be super professional. I'm on the toilet <laughs> and all of a sudden my my doorknob falls out of the bathroom door on both sides. So now I'm locked oh in. Oh my God. There is no way for me to get out of the bathroom. Sergeant, I was like, all right, God. Sergeant is going to fall asleep in front of Sesame Street, because that's normally what he does. It was around nap time. So I don't hear him, so I know he's okay. I have to text Elle while I'm on the work call with Lizzie, like, hey, this is not a test. I'm locked in the bathroom. I need you this to get in. New- <laughs> yes. I'm not being funny. Get in an Uber right now. We're <laughs> on a phone call. Co- right, we're on a phone call. I'm texting Lizzie, like, girl, I am locked in. And uh, so Elle has keys to my apartment. Make sure your community can access you if you need, mm-hmm. in case of emergency. Smart. Right? Smart. So she, she has keys to my apartment. She comes and essentially lets me out of my own bathroom wow. fortunately my child fell asleep in the process of all of this so like he was safe and fine everyone but like that's just so an your example. support system is l my support l system is plus l like, plus, plus like, plus like ladies. i don't know and I, I have an auntie team i yeah. have an honorary auntie team of women who mostly are not mothers but are like we're gonna come to your aid it's yeah. to the point i'm like where's sargent she's like what's such and such that i'm like damn yeah, like just like that. I don't know what I'm gonna do when everyone has babies. Then
2: I'm like, girl, I got my own kid. <laughs> no, I know oh you owe a lot <laughs> of you, love. you owe
1: a lot of people. What about yeah. you?
2: I my situation is very similar to Elise, where I have a lot of mama friends, but also a lot of you know uh, friends who don't have babies who are so dedicated from really just like the very beginning. Yeah, of Nima's birth, dedicated like I will do anything for Nima type of friends, and I'm almost every day expecting them to like quit, you know, Same, you know, Same. someone's going to like be over me. Yeah. Like over it. You know, they're like, Oh, this must be annoying at some point, Yeah. but they don't, it's like a real commitment and Mm -hmm. it's a real loyalty and it's a real friendship between my friends and my baby. And I get emotional about it too. I will totally cry about that too, because it's, it's very enriching. It's like a totally like brand new experience. I never had Mm -hmm. with my friends. It's like a, 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 an extension of our already, like, strong friendship. Absolutely. Know? So, you know, I wish I could... I. It's a reminder for me to do that for them, too. Absolutely. I, I'm just like, I have I have to remember this. I, I agree. Can do this. I can do this for all and each and every one of my friends. I agree. It makes me very aware of how do I
0: show up for other people. Exactly. Because now it's very clear how people show up for totally. me.
2: Totally, yeah. And, very, and very we're clear. lucky. And we're yeah. lucky we have that support.
0: So I would say... Um, that hug your friends hug you your friends friend, hug them yeah. love yeah. them because friendships that are able myself. not only <laughs> shut <laughs> up withstand the test of time but also life transitions totally. real life transitions yeah. those are people that love you unconditionally absolutely and so that would yeah know who your community is yeah. find a friend if you yeah. got to go to mommy groups you would be really surprised how you're able to connect with people over like a common bond yeah. so yeah Find your people. We can be your people. Yeah, Yay. Hit us up. Even if we can't be there, like that is why Lizzie and I do Cool Moms mm-hmm. is to really truly create real community and for women who may not have access to or the means to have childcare mm-hmm. or have friends that have babies. Like we're here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's, sometimes there's nothing more lonely than being a mom. I do feel guilty it's because true. before
1: being a mom, I wasn't thinking about it. And I'm like, man, I do have some mommy friends who I wish I would have showed up for. Yeah. You know, that's... Like, th- totally... I feel yeah. like... I wasn't thinking about it until mm-hmm. it became part of my own You're like, business. oh, this is what it feels this like. This is what it felt mm-hmm. like. So to all my friends who... Had babies, no hard feelings. I just, my head wasn't in there. I'm sure they don't judge you.
2: It's okay. I'm sure they
0: now I, you, think, I think oh, they do. Well, maybe. But Show up now. <laughs> it's, yeah. never yeah. it's never too late. never too late. I'll send a
2: text to you.
0: <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. Thanks oh, yeah. always, y'all.
2: Not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs>